This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is These Walls Within. I hope you guys are having a beautiful Monday. It's all springy outside already. But y'all know the temperatures are going to drop by the end of the week, like always, because it's going to rain. It's been a little warm recently. I found myself sweating. I was like, I know I'm not sweating. But I hope y'all are having a wonderful Monday. It's beautiful outside. It's amazing outside. It's gorgeous outside. It is what it is. It it was what it was. So let's just all say that. Um. I. Okay, I don't know. Let's just say this. I've been questioning the validity of some things. Um, some situations. You know, I vented about it on here. Um, so I've kind of, you know, just questioned the validity of some things and I just wanted some things and it's just, it's crazy for me. What's the way of saying it? Um, I've just been questioning a lot of things and a lot of choices I have made in my life as a person. Um, and a lot of times it, it was because I made those choices because I, for a fact, I knew that something good was going to happen from it or something bad was going to happen from it or anything like that. So Recently, I've been questioning choices I've made when it comes to a decision in my life, especially when it comes to my career. Um, I don't know if I specifically told y'all about, you know, my whole career. I don't think I went into details about that, but I kind of, you know, long story short, um, I'm a certified nail technician, but I'm not, um... not doing nails and i'm podcasting and y'all do know i do have a sponsorship but the sponsorship right now is not paying the bills regardless of what i say and what i've been sitting up here doing it um you gotta have to have a lot of people streaming your podcast in order for you to make income and right now i'm in a situation where i need income to move and I need to get out of my uh, situation right now because the lease is up and the lease is going to be up by November. And I need income by November to be able to move out of this house. So I 
I already told y'all I got into a situation to where I thought I was on my way to getting some things and getting something, um, getting money faster. Um, and that's not what happened, which I'm gonna be honest with you. Don't ever trust when you get money fast. Um, there's always a downside to getting anything fast in life. So... Um, I just thought that things were going to come to me a little bit faster and a little bit quicker. And I think I kind of burned bridges with the person that was supposed to help me get into it. Um, so I've been kind of like trying to figure out ways to make money. Um, while I'm in the process of doing this, I know everybody's going to like, well, why, why can't you become a nail technician? Why can't you do nails? Uh, can't you, you know, go around and do people's nails? Can you freelance as a nail artist? I could. I really could. But I don't have a car like I did before, one. So it's definitely harder to do it now. And two, um, nail salons in Atlanta, specifically the ones owned by people that look like me, they are picky about who they hire in their nail salon. Um, the last person I talked to that I was gonna, I thought I got straight up hired, and she said that she was gonna contact me after she went to Chicago. She never contacted me, so there I don't have a space or I don't have a place to do nails in, and I don't mind doing nails. And order and, until I get this podcast up and running, but it's like. It's a difficult industry to work in. You know, it's difficult because it's like I said, you know, I'm still a baby nail technician. I'm still learning. You know, I graduated nail school in 2019. It's 2022. And um, I'm still learning and growing, but I have not found somebody who's willing to give me the time or the space to teach me how to do certain things when it comes to doing nails. So, um... I'm a rock stuck in a hard place. And I am one of those people where I don't mind doing nails for free at this point. But I can't afford to do things for free. You understand what I'm saying? I can't afford that. I can't um, afford to do things for free, but people want you to do things for free when you don't know how to do it. And it's like, I can't do that because I got to move out this house one and I got to eat. So I'm stuck in, a, I'm a rock stuck in a hard place right now. And y'all wondering what I was doing when I first started this podcast and before I got into a car accident, um, I was doing Postmates. And doing nails is not the only thing I'm trained in. I also went to bartending school and I learned how to bartend, but people won't hire you if you went to bartending school because they're saying you're not making effort. So with that being said, you know, I just think people just, it's just, it's like, it's kind of hard to move in this world. You don't know what each day is going to bring. And it's just straight up weird. And then you have a president who doesn't want people sitting at home doing work. He don't think that's convenient. That's typical 
of a uh, baby boomer to say that. Not realizing it's convenient for mothers, specifically mothers, uh, to be working at home from a desk, especially if we're still in a fucking pandemic, if we're still in a pandemic. Because it seems like to me, all the pandemic rules are gone. Everybody's lifting the mask mandate, the vaccination mandates, all that, all that, you know, and, and... and it's crazy. It's weird to me, you know. And I want to say, but I do want to get out the house and I do want to work. I do want to do nails. I do want to do those things. But people, they don't have enough appreciation for the art of doing nails or being a beginner. And when you're a beginner, it's kind of like that. So at this point, it's like, I don't know what I should do or how I should do things and where I should do things at. So it's just like right now, I'm just a rock stuck in a hard place. And it's not that I don't think I need to work. I know I need to work, but I don't know where to start. So that's a big conundrum I'm having so far with when it comes to my life. It's, it's I need to find work. I need to start making money. Yes, my podcast is making money, but with the rate I'm going, making $4 a month is not paying nobody's bills. So with that being said, um, I hope you guys are having a lovely Monday. Like I said, you know, I just wanted to come on here and talk about that for a minute. Um, So today, we will be talking about Brother Plight. Speaking of people finding ways to make easy money, honey. Girl. There has been a trend on social media of men I'm not going to say just black men because the tender swindler is clearly not black. Um, there has been a big issue when it comes to dating on the internet and dealing with men on the internet. Now, I told y'all, I mean, I haven't really told y'all on this platform, but I talked about it on another platform, which is U42. Well, I talked about while um, I started dating these guys just talk to you like it's a fucking job interview. Dating is not a job. Dating should be fun. And it's not fun. And somebody took the fun out of dating. You know, dating's supposed to be fun. And if you don't enjoy the date, it's cool. It's like these guys are doing auditions. They're not really dating you. But it just seems like these days, There are men out there who see an opportunity to take advantage of a desperate group of people. And either they date them or they go with them or whatever have you they get with them and then all of a sudden you know people are complaining about losing money people are complaining about getting sexually abused and all that stuff so today we're going to talk about one of the internet hustlers um and i'm gonna say it's nothing wrong with making money off the internet long as it's legal 
But when you're making money off because you over here playing off your wild oats to do it, that's when you start to question some things in um, life. So we're going to be talking about Brother Plight today. I don't really have a lot of articles that I saved up to talk about. Um, I don't. Let me see. I think I do, but I don't. I don't have a real lot of articles to talk about. But I do say, like I said, that I have an issue with the president saying that he has an issue with people doing remote work. And it's like, you're delusional. Granted, I see where you want to make a lot of money, honey. And people say it will be great for the um, economy. Gas is three, four dollars. I'm low-key. That's the one reason why I'm like, I ain't really pushing the whole car thing. I ain't really pushing trying to get a car. Uh, because I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. God gave me two legs and I can figure out what the damn do with them. Okay. And then plus there's buses and trains. But then what once again, and I'm in an area where there's buses and train. Now, where I first was doing this and I didn't have a car and I was in my hometown, I didn't have a car. But there was no buses and trains. Now, up here, there's there's buses and trains. But I bet you that damn uh, Breeze car that used to be $2.50 is probably like $4.50. Because you all that runs on gas. So, I, I don't know what the hell is wrong with y'all leader. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, he's living back in the sixties and seventies, uh, where gas prices was like a dollar. That wasn't even a dollar. I think it was like 50 cent back then. Um, but you know, y'all know how things are, but I do think I have a few articles I want to talk about a little bit. All right. So yeah, I did. I talked about that. I, I want to talk about it on another platform, Dora. Um, so I thought this was crazy, and this was posted like four days ago. So I'm a little late on this, and I found this on the ballalert.com. I thought this was bananas because, like I said, we just did Black History Month. Well, Black History is 24 7, uh, 365 days, 366 when it's a fucking leap year. Um, being black is an everyday thing. For me and other black people. So I don't know if you guys know about the uh, 1921 Tulsa's race riot. Um, last year was their 100th year anniversary. So. This is what happened. They are still finding bodies in Tulsa, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Girl, I'm telling you. <laughs> and I don't have a speech impediment, bro. 
don't know what's going on with my tongue today. They are still finding bodies of the deceased that died during this riot. This article um, was contributed to by Raquel Harris, and it says human remains discovered in the areas where white residents slaughtered black Oklahomians in 1921 Tulsa race massacre. Maybe the bodies of more victims. The CBS News report that one of the bodies found is believed to be a black male in his mid to late 20s, according to a report submitted to a committee overseeing the search. The news outlet reported the male may be a Tulsa, Oklahoma race massacre victim. Three gunshot wounds, along with two bullets, were recovered from the remains. The bullets were from a 38 caliber and are believed to have come from a Colt revolver. On Wednesday, Phoebe Stumblefield, a forensic anthropologist, said that there is no way to confirm if the remains can be confirmed as the Tulsa race victim. However, DNA could provide some evidence connecting the remains to the massacre. The person had a death that involved another human, so the part, that part is clear. But when the death occurred and are not definitive indicators in the exact context of how did the bullet get introduced, does no indication under the earth for that, Stumblefield said. CBS News reports six other bodies found are being examined as potential victims of the massacre. Now, let's talk about this is why it's complicated. I know people are going to be like, it's pretty obvious it's from the Tulsa, Oklahoma massacre. Because it's still a thing for unarmed black people to get shot. So it's not too far-fetched that that body was just buried over there with the rest of the bodies that were massacre victims to be somebody that could possibly have been born in this decade. Okay? The killing of black men has not stopped in 2022. The killing of black women have not stopped in 2022. The killing of black children has not stopped in 2022 so it's not too far-fetched this could be somebody in his mid to late 20s who was shot now but when she said a cult revolver let's look into that let's look in how old a cult revolver is because this right here girl I don't know why I'm pressing everything that's noisy on my thing. Um, let's look this up. And how common are coat revolvers in 2022? Hmm. The gun itself was in service at 1873 to 1892. So somebody had a old ass gun. I think that is the process of elimination that that was a massacre victim. Pretty obvious to me. The gun told the whole story to me. But once again, there are revolvers. There are cult revolvers. But long story short, 
the bullet in the bullet casing and also um the model will make will tell you if that was a massacre victim of tulsa oklahoma or just a once again an unarmed black man being shot um so that that plays a huge part in what year that man was murdered let's keep it moving around uh, right along Okay. You guys who don't know, like I said, I'm kind of late with the news and it kind of popped up late. And this happened on a day that I was not doing the podcast. But we are back to our regularly scheduled program Monday through Thursday. And we do have a little story time Saturday. Well, I kind of come on here and I kind of tell you a story about what's going on. Um, so... Just in case you guys don't know, um, Brett Hankerson Hankerson found not guilty on all charges, okay? It says, breaking news, former Louisville Metro Police Officer Brett Hankerson had been found not guilty of all charges of wanton endangerment for firing into Breonna Taylor's neighbor's apartment. Like I said, when we win one, we lose one. I'm not going to really talk about, I mean, let's just say this. How is he not wrong for firing in the wrong apartment? And that seems to be a thing. We win something, we lose something here. It's like, it shouldn't be like a hit or miss when it comes to, um, when it comes to what happens to black people, it shouldn't be, okay, well, we're going to prosecute this case, but we're not going to prosecute that case. Specifically because you want us to know that y'all not racist, right? So if this country's not racist, if people are not racist, why is it so hard to get people to prosecute every black case where it has been proven that the person is guilty? I don't understand that, but I'm going to keep it moving right along. We're going to talk about this on here. I don't know if you guys know this, but a candy reality show, Old Ladies Gang, premiered this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, I think on Sunday. I have not heard the reviews, um, but let's just say uh, Candy Girl. It, it gets to the point with people where people just do things to, for making money purposes. They're not doing it because this is something that they're passionate about. Um, and it's not too far-fetched that she's a foodie. 
But because you're a foodie, don't mean you need to open up a restaurant. Um, I found this on it's on site.com. And its contributor is Nayara, and it says Candy Burris restaurant score no higher than C at the health department inspection. It says, um, over the weekend, the reality star new show Candy and the Gang highlight her and her husband Todd Tucker operating the two restaurant with the two restaurants with their loved ones. However, this isn't the first health inspection scare. Radar previously reported that a couple was having issues passing health inspections regarding their business. And y'all, but y'all still go to a restaurant because it's Candy Barris's restaurant, right? The pair haven't significantly increased their average score. The entertainment news outlet reported that the old lady gang pass inspection occurred back in July 2021. The health department investigation noted that the management was an active managerial control to prevent foodborne illnesses. The inspection added that they witnessed raw salmon, sliced cheese, and sliced tomatoes being kept at a temperature above 41 degrees. The Real Housewives of Atlanta star owned other, uh, other restaurant, The Blaze Steak and Seafood, has been rated at a 77 after an investigation said. Investigators said, Observe hot, potentially hazardous food received at least at least at less than 135 degrees Fahrenheit. However, the score was a small stepping stone for the reality star because back in May 2021, Blaze scored a 55 and was forced to temporarily close. The couple then had to rectify the issue before reopening the restaurant. So, yeah, I feel like the reality show is bad timing. Um, People do things just for show. You know, people do things just for entertainment. Candy Barris is an entertainer at heart, all right? She's a songwriter, a Grammy Award-winning songwriter. She used to sing. Um, she used to be in Escape. She's on Real Housewives of Atlanta. So being an entertainer is something that's in her blood. But when it comes to the food industry and how things are supposed to be and how things are, let's just say that maybe that's something that she should not do. You see, a lot of times with famous people and a lot of times with people who have money, they um they open up restaurants and they do it to make more money which nothing is wrong with that going to get your money it's it's nothing wrong with making more money it's nothing wrong with making going for your hustle but the issue becomes a thing where it's all about razzle dazzle i'm there's no pun intended y'all i promise y'all it's all about razzle-dazzle. Oh, I have a restaurant. And then now you're doing a reality show. So now the people who are on your reality show who work in a restaurant think that they are stars. So they're going to start acting more like stars. And from my understanding, it seems like they don't. It's a lot of razzle-dazzle. And it's not enough professionalism. And I understand wanting to hire your family to do some of these things because the best people to hire and the first people you should hire and should keep in mind is family because that's how you build community. But people these days don't want to work for nothing, okay? And they probably just wait on a reality show just to have the reality show. But, you know, people can say she's being like, sweetie pie. But Sweetie Pie is known to have a successful restaurant. And Sweetie Pie herself was back there cooking. I don't see Candy back there cooking. I see Candy owning a restaurant. I don't, I don't, 
see her checking anything. I even watched her YouTube video. She did a YouTube video showing her consuming food from the place. And she was talking about, she, I mean, she didn't really react to it to me. So she was just eating. There wasn't a, ooh, this is okay. It was nothing like that. So, I mean, it's just, once again, you have to be careful. You know, you got, sometimes it's not about making money. Sometimes it's also putting, putting something else into it. So, um, shout out to, uh, Todd and Candy for their show, for their TV show. Um, for their reality TV show, they might make a great reality TV show, but when it comes to the restaurant, honey girl, oh, oh my God. Why is everything loud over here? <laughs> but yeah, so another thing that I saw this weekend, I peeped. Well, somebody took a picture of the gas prices in Los Angeles, California. Mm -hmm. Somebody took a picture of the gas prices in Los Angeles, California, and the gas prices are $9. But sleepy-ass Joe want to come up here and say, well, I want to get rid of remote working. Yeah, um, y'all need to seek candidates that are aware of things happening in the world, and Sleepy Joe is not one of them. Sleepy Joe, that may be true to when gases was like, like a dollar back in the day when you were younger, wearing flare biome jeans and stuff, but now this is not the truth for us. For us, we have to genuinely... Like I said, uh, and then I, I, I download this app to where they give you prizes and stuff for walking. So some of us going to have to learn how to walk. Some of us going to have, have to learn how to ride a bike. Shout out to my friends in LA. This is crazy. $9 for gas. You know how much that's going to cost for even a sedan? A sedan, that means even a sedan on regular price gas is probably $50, $60 to fill up a gas tank. The next story I want to kind of talk about I found this on Baller Alert, and it says, um, missing woman who claimed she was abducted by two Hispanic women arrested for faking, ki faking kidnapping. Contributed to this is Honey Grip, and it says, a Californian woman who had made global headlines after a mysterious disappearance in 2016 and her subsequent reappearance reportedly lied about being abducted and had run off with her ex-boyfriend, officials claim. Sherry Papina Papini was described as a supermom before reporting missing on November 2nd, 2016. Well, being a supermom requires a lot of sacrifice. Um, she was later found on Thanksgiving Day, the year on the side of the road, abound with restraints and injured injuries, including a broken nose and a brand on the shoulder. 
The 39-year-old wedding, wedding woman told investigators at the time she had been kidnapped at gunpoint by two Hispanic women. Oh, you know, see what you just did. Um, even providing description to an FBI sketch artist along with a heroin account of her alleged abduction. But law enforcement officials now claim her story was all a lie and arrested Papini on charges of making false statements to a federal law enforcement officer and engaging in mail fraud, office officials said. In truth, Papini had been voluntarily staying with her former boyfriend in Costa Mesa and had harmed herself so herself to support her false statement, the U.S. Attorney Office for the Eastern District of California said in a statement. The part that bothers me is that why it had to be two Hispanic women that kidnapped you? And if you tired and you just sick and tired of being sick and tired, you're an exhausted mom, why you always got to blame people of color for you being an exhausted mother? Lock her up and throw away the key. She would definitely have a freaking vacation away from her kids for now on. Like I said, it's pretty clear to me, like I said, being a super mom required a lot of sacrifices. But if you're tired, you're tired and just say you're tired. You ain't got to sit there and lie and say this. And then like somebody said, you know, they wouldn't have found out about you cheating and being with your boyfriend if you just be honest. And said, you know, somebody said, you going to lie? Say you with your homegirls heard that concludes the stories i want to talk to you today i did want to talk about the story about normina and um sam smith but girl i probably just reposted on my um instagram page because we gotta talk about uh brother plight but you know always and forever <laughs> oh girl i hate that said that you know we have to Take a little miniature break. It's just 30 seconds. And we'll be right back. We're like so back. This is disclaimer. I don't know who the hell Brother Plight is. Um, When this whole scandal that was going down with him... Um, I wasn't shocked because people did it to Dr. Umar when Dr. Umar and a lot of these guys came to power because a lot of people realized that Dr. Umar is not really doing what he say he's supposed to be doing. Long story short, I'm not the one to sit up here and expose Dr. Umar because long story short, I will say this as a person, as an individual, I'm not going to smear Dr. Umar because I just don't. Um, I might clash in beliefs with him. But and when I say clash, I'm saying, you know, him and Brother Plight kind of had this whole thing of where they were saying that, you know, it's not a good idea to mate with white people. Um, Yeah, I mean, you can have a normal human being with a white person. If the human being don't come out with a tail and a fluffy ears, there shouldn't be anything wrong with mating with them. Um, I'm just kind of tired of that kind of notation. I know I get what people are saying. And I understand what people are saying. But what, you understand that people are dividing and conquering us through racism. Okay. 
the bigger picture is, is that the whole agenda is to divide and conquer. And the more divided the people are, the more you can conquer them. Okay. So. Which is crazy because I'm watching the movie Ben-Hur. It's about a prince. Of the Hebrew. You have not seen it. It's one of, I'm watching the old one. I'm not watching the brand new one. Y'all tried to sit up there and do. But it's this one I'm watching. I'm watching the new one. And um, it's about this man who, you know, basically comes into contact with Jesus. He used to be a prince. Um, and he, they, he got falsely accused of trying to hurt someone that was uh, part of the Roman uh, legion. And long story short, he ended up in being enslaved. And um, I'm right now, it's a three hour movie. It's crazy to me because it's like, you know, the, the guy that was Roman, he kind of told him, you know, hey, you know, I'm expecting you to, you know, get your people to bow down to the Roman legion because, you know, we are the future. And the guy's like, no, you're not. And stuff like that help people divide and conquer and do things that's going on. The biggest problem in the world right now is dividing and conquering. But then again, once again, these people empower black people. And like I said, I didn't have a problem with Dr. Umar teaching until it came to that. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Even though I did say with my podcast, I'm questioning even dating white men. And I am quite a questioning even dating white men. I'm still looking into dating white men. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> So, I mean, you know, even there's even though there's negative connotation with dating white men too, all right, you're going to get negative connotations with, I don't think I'm using the right word, you're going to get negative situations when it comes to dating any men, regardless of their race. But um, he was one of those people who rose because Dr. Umar lost his touch. Because Dr. Umar, people started to realize Dr. Umar was fos okay full of shit so he's one of those people that came onto power and start speaking you know enlightenment and stuff like that um so i didn't know who the hell he was because i'm not a follower i don't follow everybody i'm all about empowering black people um but at the end of the day it's like i know when you're full of shit and I'm kind of even even when I got to the point to even I got to a point where I was looking at conspiracy theory, where I realized that some conspiracy theorists were full of shit. So you can't just follow everybody. Well, some people got bamboozled and hoodwinked by following this person. Uh, well, not bamboozled and hoodwinked. More like there are some uh, sexual assault allegations being thrown around about Brother Plight. So today we're going to talk about and introduce you to who Brother Plight is. I found this article. It was written six months ago by Eliza Bain from um, HITC.com. So HITC.com. It says, who is Brother Plight? Meet the influencer. 
writer and motivational speaker. It says, as you've been scrolling through Twitter, you may have seen a lot of posts related to Brother Plight. He's a hot topic of conversation this week, but who he who, but who actually is he? Here's everything you need to know about him. Okay. It says, Michael Noke, better known online as Brother Plight, is an online influencer, is an influencer, writer, motivational speaker. The 38 New York, the 38-year-old New Yorker from used to be part of a gang and was jailed due to his criminal activity at the age of 18. After his release from prison, he decided to quit crime and become a writer. And he has known—he is known for written over—he is known for writing over ninety books. He also founded the humanitarian community New Covenant and became a motivational speaker, aided by the fact that he is fluent in seven different languages. Well, he had time to do that because he was in prison. Um, Brother Plight has three hundred and ten followers on Instagram and one hundred and eight subscribers on his YouTube channel. So he, plight, is an acronym, okay? So P stands for pride, O stands for optimism, L stands for love, I stands for integrity, G stands for gallantry, H stands for honesty, and T stands for trust. You screwed all those up now, did you, sir? Brother Plight is a polygamist. In a YouTube video with DJ Vlad in 2017, he revealed that he has four wives and was courting two more. That's the funny part about these pro-black guys. They will sit up here and talk about how black women and black men should date just black people. But then you turn around and you think that you should be married to 20 different black women. You see the problem here? In America, you are legally only allowed to be married to one person at once. So under American law, he is not actually legally married to any of them. However, he revealed that he has a legal contract with each of them, so considered them his wives. At the time, two of his wives lived in the same house as him and the others lived elsewhere. The same video also revealed that he has four children, two of which live in the same house as him. That's the introduction to who Brother Plight is. So I just want to focus on that within itself. And I said this, this, these pro-black guys and these woke black guys, they always preach how you should, black people should only date other black people. But you also push black women to accept that you have other women that you want to see. I don't know if y'all notice this trend. I don't know if y'all notice this happening. And I didn't notice this trend really low key until somebody, until I was watching Sean Davyway. Anybody know I'm a fan of Sean Davyway on YouTube. Um, if you don't know who Sean Davyway is, type in Sean Davyway. That's S E A N D A V I E W A Y W A Y. Um, I first started watching Sean David Wade when he was exposing Chris Stokes. Now I really know, girl, the hatred for that man has become real with me. Let's just say that. Um, especially after meeting a certain individual, I, I already told you who it is. 
now I'm really, I am furious. Um, I think this man is disgusting. He's an awful person. But Sean Davy Way reminded y'all who Christos was and what he did to a member of B2K. Um, so I first started watching him when he was doing that. And then I saw that he was bringing up articles. He was bringing up stories. And he was talking about situations. And he was talking about things that I did not know. Um, he brought up the whole Monica situation, honey. He brought up the whole Brandy situation. Right now, he's doing black sitcoms and talking about um, the racism behind black sitcoms, like how they would use black sitcoms for them to be able to bring a white sitcom. And then they cancel the black sitcom as soon as they get enough people watching. But did they really get more people watching sitcoms because more people watch black sitcoms and they watch white sitcoms, but nobody want to talk about that. So I was watching him and he was talking about at the time, the person that was under fire was nature boy. Y'all remember syphilis walking around Atlanta? He's back in Atlanta, by the way. So this is why I don't like using public toilet seats. Um, and anybody know the story about nature boy, you would know that nature boy was also one of them Negroes walking around here talking about being woke, talking about black women should only be with black men and vice versa. He believed in having multiple wives. He was with these women. They were doing like, I think a B12 diet, which was a diet that consists of, it was kind of based loosely off of Dr. Sebi, uh, which, which is the majority of vegetarian plant-based diet, which I don't have an issue with the plant-based diet. Um, but there were situations going on where they were going to remote places and long story short, people say they wouldn't let them board a plane because they were stinking. And, um, you know, he's just trying to create a nation on an island that he didn't own. Basically, which, by the way, since we're over here talking about that, I will be doing a series called The Island Chronicles. It's fictional, but if it sounds like something, you know, just say that. So, um, basically, you know, he was going around here preaching and saying, being all pro-black and sister like that, you know, talking to stuff like that and called black women sisters and queens and black men kings. But he was really belittling these people, making these people live like slaves. And he was treating them awful. And there was people who had health conditions because of the sexual, um, sexual transmitted diseases that they got from him. They found the story was lie. It was fake. And nobody was dying from no sexual transmitted disease. Um, but I just noticed there was a trend of so-called woke brothers. Walk around here doing the same thing. And not too long after Nature Boy. Here comes allegations about Brother Plight. Now, I'm not going to talk about the allegations until tomorrow. So, um, like I said, I don't really follow anybody. I'm kind of alpha female. So, it takes an alpha male for me to fall for you. And really, it doesn't take much to conquer me. Just show that you're a sensitive guy and you cry. And I'm all for it. I mean, I don't know. Take a picture with a damn puppy. I'll fall for you. Okay, if you show that you're sensitive and you have a good nature and you have a good heart 
and you're loving and caring, that makes me melt, all right? That tough dude shit, that don't turn me on, all right? That's telling me, to me, that comes off as low-key, and this is no offense to uh, anybody that's homosexual, but that comes off low-key, hyper-gay. Like, the harder you try to come off as hard, the more that I think you're gay. But if you a guy that you, you know, you're soft and you're a little tender and you don't mind crying, I like that, okay? I like a tender gentleman. Okay? I love a nice, good, good man, all right? Um, so... I don't pay attention to these woke brothers because to me, like I said, I, I, I understand and I agree mostly with what they're saying as black people, we can build together. We can work together. I believe in building up the black community, but my issue has always been is how they look at black women. It's always, you can't date white men, but you should be expected to share a man with another woman. And their issue is mostly when a black man, when a black woman dates a white man, they don't care about another black man dating a white woman, you know? That's one of those things that was crazy to me because I was looking at a title of one of his videos and one of his videos, he was talking about how it was not a good idea to mate with white women. But then there was a picture with him with a blonde hair, blue eyed white woman. And I'm looking at him like, oh, so you start making money. You start being able to afford Bentleys and all of a sudden you're dating white women. And then you just preach to a, a, an impressionable group of people that it's bad to be with a white woman or white people. But majority, the rule about dating white people uh, with these men mostly apply to black women. It don't apply to black men. Black men can date who the hell they want to. But black women, we got to stick to their sorry, dusty asses. We got to stay with them. We, you, no, you don't need to be with a white man. White men will see you as a slave. White men see you as inferior. White men see you as this and that and other. And it's like, shut the whole hell up. I've been treated more like a lady by a white man sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, than some of you black men. Some of you black men, and we're supposed to be subservient to you. You treat us like we're slaves. And that has always been a situation to me. But a lot of times, I'm going to be honest with you when it comes to the woke community. Their beginnings are humble and their beginnings and their in their in their motives have always been to build the black community. And I'm so for that. I'm for that. But then once they start making money and once they start building off of that and doing a lot of money and stuff like that, then all of a sudden they're anti-black women. All of a sudden they're dating other women of other races. And all of a sudden, you know, it's about make your money, honey. It always changes. It always changes like this. So you're telling me the only reason you're preaching pro-black is because you're very broke. Understand that the black buying power by itself is a trillion dollars. So black people, we could get our own country if we want to, girl. I have, I have said that on several different occasions. 
We could make our own money. We could be printing our own money, okay? Who's on our who's on our Mount Rushmore? Who is on our dollar? Okay. But these guys get famous for being pro-black and then turn around and do the opposite of what they're preaching. And that is where their downfall usually comes into play. That is where their downfall comes into play. It's when they start balling out of control and start, start, you know, forgetting what they're based off of and what they represent and what they're doing. And like I said, their intentions are pure in the beginning. So don't get me wrong. Their intentions are always pure in the beginning. But once they start making money, it changes. Tomorrow, we will be talking about how it changed. Tomorrow, we'll be talking about what changed with Brother Plight and how he went from talking about being pro-black to actually be an abomination to black people. So I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It's not as long as the other ones I have done. I'm still building my energy. I thought that article was a little longer, to be quite honest with you. And I hope you guys have a lovely remainder of today. I forgot to tell y'all to sit back and relax and get some some lemonade and some sweet tea, honey. I forgot to tell y'all to do that in the beginning when I was talking about this story. But I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you guys have a lovely day. This is Lady Tiffany Ma. And this is These Walls Are Thin. What is done in the dark will come to light. It always do, brother plight. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. And there's still allegations, by the way. There's still allegations. And to be kind of honest with you, let's be straight up honest with how this country works. Um, it probably is an attack on black men. You know, because when black men get something, for some reason, y'all got to destroy them. Y'all got to make them humble. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I will be doing part two of Brother Plight. I am like Estelle. Extremely outie. Have a nice day.